Let's just fucking go. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> I'm Kirsten. And I'm Allie. And you're listening to Thank, Thank you, you So, so Much. much. Alright guys, this is our first time actually using the professional equipment. Yes. And bear with us as we're on our learning curves. Yes. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome back to Thank You So Much. Welcome back to Thank You So Much. One thing about us that you guys learned a while back is that we're both bisexual. Yes. And if there's anything you know about the queers... The queers, (laughs) they love astrology. (laughs) They sure do. Let me tell you. (laughs) It's like the first thing you ask on the dating apps and... When you meet new friends. Especially in LA. Especially in the City of Stars. The we city talk of about stars, the stars. Everyone's talking about the stars. Yes. So So we're just gonna jump right in because Yeah, we got a lot to cover and I know a lot of people are gonna like this episode because a lot of people love astrology. Yeah. So we brought in an old friend of mine and a new friend of Allie's. Yes. Uh, she is a writer and producer in LA. And we met at one of the events that I used to throw. I used to throw, well, still do, I guess, queer events for women and non-binary people, basically not cis men. And (laughs) uh, so we met years ago, and we've stayed friends, and she happens to be somewhat of an astrology expert, I would say. This is Elizabeth. Hey, everyone. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Elizabeth, do you happen to be queer? Um, yes. The answer is, <laughs> of course. <laughs> that just proves our point. I think that being gay made me realize I had to also become an astrologer. Yeah. You can't have one without the other. It, happens, just... to, it happens to all of us, I think. What was, like, your first introduction to astrology? What were your first thoughts about it, like, when you came to L.A.? Because I feel like that's being in L.A., too, especially. It's oh, like yeah. It's like a double, it. double whammy. Triple whammy. Gay, L.A., astrology, mm-hmm. astrology. Gay, astrology, right now. Astrology, astrology, yeah. Gay astrology, the the party. Yeah. they really missed out on that. Astrology, they really I think did. they yeah. should rebrand. Honestly, yeah. although Gay astrology just really rolls off the tongue too. Yeah, it does. That's true. Um, I actually, my initial impression of astrology was not the best. I was afraid of it because mm-hmm. I grew up very much Orthodox Christian. In the faith, and I thought astrology was akin to like fortune telling, and I just didn't know. It made me like apprehensive. So I didn't even like, if I ever was reading Cosmo, I would like flip a- away from the page that had <laughs> astrology. Like, no. like the basic pages that say like all the cancers are finding love this month. Like, I was like, today, no. <laughs> I was like, this is not happening. I'm not allowed to look at that. The devil but, lives here. <laughs> Devil's in the details. Yeah. But honestly, that is not, couldn't be farther from the truth because I am still very much in my faith, but I took a new look at it and a new look at astrology when I actually was during like COVID times, you know, mm. the dark ages. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what can I spend time looking into? And I had never really resonated with being a cancer. So that's my sun sign, everybody. Mm-hmm. But I always was like, I'm not a cancer. It doesn't feel right. And then I learned that I'm on the end of the cancer season and I'm almost a Leo. So I'm like, oh, like the, this thing called cusps. And I was kind of like learning a lot about myself at this point. I had come out. I, you know, lived in L.A. Like I was like, I think I can dabble in astrology. I don't think like God's going to be mad at me for that. <laughs> and so I started learning about this thing called the cusps. And then I was like, whoa, this resonates. And then I learned from like legitimate astrologers that the cusp thing is not real. Mm-hmm. So sorry to yeah. everyone out there, audience members that are crying. You cannot be both. You I'm are a not. Cusp baby too. Yeah, so me too. When I heard it wasn't real, I was like, oh, oh damn, because it seemed like it was real. Yeah, I was it like, sounded that really right for sounds. Me. It sounds like it might make sense, but it's like a radio station. You can't be on both. Mm-hmm. You have to be on one or the other. And, mm-hmm. You know, and and every planet is in a different sign. So that's kind of jumping in, I guess, ahead a little bit. But, like, everyone says, oh, I'm a Cancer, I'm a Leo, I'm a Virgo, whatever it is. But that's people usually using their sun sign to define themselves. Mm-hmm. When there's all the planets out there in the universe, the asteroids even, different points of importance. And they all have different signs. So if you were thinking about the cusp thing, you'd be like, they 
all would be on different cusps potentially. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I got really like, oh my gosh, this is so much more complex than I thought. And I have also, I will say, I will admit, <laughs> I have always been so into personality tests. Before yeah. astrology, it was the Enneagram. I was a huge Enneagram person. Enneagram seven here, wing six, <laughs> all y'all out there. <laughs> All you Instagram lovers. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Like, I remember there was a party we were at where we were really talking about Enneagram stuff a lot. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's still something you're interested in. But I but, still enjoy it. Yeah. It was just kind of like I got so deep into astrology because of the, the complexity there and the mm -hmm. amount of depth and where you can go with that information. And for me, in terms of like the faith thing, I just feel like astrology is a tool. It's a template. It is not a prescription. It doesn't mean if you have a planet or you have an aspect or whatever, it means, you know, you're doomed or, or you're set, you know, either way. I mean, a good example are just twins. My uncles are twins, grew up in the same family. They're, you know, both guys and nature, nurture, very similar. And they're different people. Surprise. <laughs> they have different lives, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So astrology for them would say that their lives are almost the same if you look at their charts. But it's not the case. One lives in California. One lives in Ohio. I mean, they're similar people. But, again, it's not a prescription. And so I believe astrology is of God. God is still, like, in my, my belief system, at least, like, the creator of everything. And astrology is a template we can use to learn about ourselves, learn about others, have a greater like appreciation and understanding um, mm -hmm. for relationships. And just, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I love astrology. I love God more. But astrology <laughs> is a great tool. So that is, I guess, a long answer to your question. Okay. Well, I also oh, yeah. think, like, if God created everything, then wouldn't astrology just be from him? Yeah, it's like part so, of his creation. Yeah, that's yeah. what I believe or too. Or her creation. Or her. Or, or their, their creation. <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, or its creation. Well, no, All not it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, astrology is like, it's a, it's kind of the whole idea that like everything happens for a reason at the moment mm -hmm. that it was meant to happen. Like God put us on this earth and my beliefs like for at that in specific intentional moment and your astrology reflects that it's all about the fact that you were born on a day mm -hmm. at a specific time in a specific location mm -hmm. and what does that mean for your life and for what like the plans are out there for you and the people you're meant to interact with and um the, the challenges you might face like mm -hmm. all of it you can like learn so much in there but but astrology isn't heartfelt I didn't lean on astrology when I was going through my breakup. Yeah. I didn't, like, mm -hmm. you know, pray to astrology that they were going to bring me the thing I needed, you know. But it is a great way to, again, just have a deeper understanding of yourself and others. And so mm -hmm. that's why I fell in love with it back back in 2020. Yeah. So it's like a tool for you to kind of understand your personalities and how it intermingles with the world and, and things like that. Yeah. Exactly. So let's go into, like, the basics. I know uh, usually when you're meeting people for the first time, your sun sign is what everybody knows. Yes. And then um, there's also rising and moon. Yes. But there's more than that. Can you give us just like a basic of like each? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So people usually say, what's your big three? You really <laughs> want to impress people. You mm -hmm. want to date with a girl or a guy. Mm -hmm. or not going to or, or an anybody, all of y'all out there. Um, <laughs> and you know your big three. You're already a step ahead of the game. So big three, moon, sun, rising. Um, moon moves every two and a half days, so it's much more personal to you than the sun, which is in the same sign for like 30 days-ish, mm -hmm. about a month. Um, and then the risings every two and a half hours around that. So that's moving very quickly. Mm -hmm. So those three planets are like two planets in the point really is like kind of about your identity and then if you say like the big six or seven that's going to include like mercury venus mars jupiter um saturn even and as you go outward from where like the sun is and where the earth where earth is it's going to be more generational so sun is like very person it's pretty personal to you moon's even more personal venus and mercury but as you move out kind of into like uranus pluto neptune those are more generational planets hmm. so that means that like all three of us probably share like neptune maybe uranus neptune mm. pluto probably we probably all have scorpio pluto generation mm -hmm. um so that is like kind of another example why you understand people really well that are born around the same time as you mm. because you share a lot of those planets they're all in the same signs and as time moves on, those planets will move, and so different generations. So it's really interesting when you think, I mean, again, there's, like, the planets we all know, the ones I probably just mentioned. But there's small, minor things, asteroids, and all of these elements that are in the solar system, the universe, they all have an effect on you. But, again, the, the, the most effective ones are going to be, like, 
the big ones sun mm-hmm. moon rising that's why everyone knows those ones but as you get more into astrology you want to know your venus like how do you love mercury how do you communicate like you know all, jupiter is like a spirituality and abundance and how you attract things into your life so you just keep going and going with it yeah <laughs> that's cool yeah. so your sun if we talk about the big three what does each of them mean about your personality I've heard, like, your moon is your emotions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So tell us more. I feel more like about... you know. Like... <laughs> well, I feel like, but you know better. You know better, so. Okay. I like that. I'm like, uh, is it emotions? Yeah, I just know my big three because of CoStar. CoStar. I, like, every time someone asks me, I always forget. So I yeah, open same. it, and I'm like, what is my moon and what is my rising? I, I literally always, always them forget. Up. Yeah. Hopefully after this, you guys will be, like, so confident. You'll be like, this is my rising. Yeah. This is my moon. And maybe. Maybe you'll even know another one. You'll be like, oh, am I Venus? Or this mm-hmm. is my Mars? I assert myself. We might be getting a little reading. We're getting a little, oh, yeah. We might be getting a little, re- a little bit of A little one. bit of a reading. <laughs> I can't wait. I love impromptu readings. You know, that's a really good party trick. <laughs> yeah. I'll be at a party and I'll be I like, bet. I'll be like, so like, I'll be like, oh yeah, like, when was your birthday? Or yeah. like, they'll like say something like, oh, I'm like 25, I'm 28. I'm like, oh, like what? I, I just turned 29. When did you turn 29? Mm-hmm. And then they'll just give me the information and I'll just keep going from there. <laughs> so you're not <laughs> you're like, like blatantly like what's your sign let's sit <laughs> down and yeah <laughs> i try not to unless i'm really hitting it off with someone and i'm like oh i'm hitting it off mm-hmm. with them why am i hitting it off with them yeah what did the stars say yeah. yeah but um but sun is like the essence a core of you kind of it's like how do you shine right like what yeah. is like it's it's really the core of you and then if you look at the yin to the yang right the yin and yang would be sun and moon so the moon is going to be the inverse of that the like emotions inside like kind of like how your belief system like how you relate to things emotionally how you process things emotionally so it's really like kind of the feminine to the masculine moon and using feminine masculine not in like girl guy terms but like yin yang is also a good way to put it mm-hmm. to not put like genders on these planets but there are more feminine and more masculine planets in terms of how they operate whether it's more inward or outward um, and then the rising sign is how you come off to people so that's why as a good example using myself when i was always like i don't feel like a cancer well when i learned what my rising sign was it made sense that i resonated with a leo cancer cusp so leo's a fire sign mm-hmm. cancer's a water sign Mm-hmm. Aries, I'm an Aries rising, so I'm a fire rising. So it made sense that I kind of resonated with like that whole cusp thing because mm-hmm. I do have fire in me, and I, it is how people sometimes perceive me as a rising Aries because that's kind of how I come off more. Yeah. But as people get to know you, they'll probably see your moon and your sun really well, especially mm-hmm. your moon. Your moon is like some people say it's actually who you really are because it's kind of who you are. Like on the your inside. inner, your yeah. inner child, inner self. Mm-hmm. So getting to know someone's moon, I mean, I personally think that moon compatibility very important i think Mm. that's like huge because you want to be emotionally understood you know Mm -hmm. yeah well it's making me think about like we talked about carl jung and like your inner and outer self i wonder if it's like freud's ego and id and like your id is your moon and then your ego is your sun ego definitely has a sun relation for sure yeah but i'm just trying to like connect make a connection but it's you could maybe think of it that way a little bit like psychologically yeah there's so many draws i mean astrology has been around for thousands of years like people mm-hmm. have been studying astrology there's western astrology there's vedic astrology which is like more indian astrology hellenistic like it's really it's so complex that's the thing it's really hard to put it in a box yeah because there's different house systems there's different like ideas for you know the signs even if you do different like like Vedic versus Hellenistic versus Western. So um, it's it's just so complex. It's nuanced. People spend their whole lives studying astrology, and you can really never know it all. And it's really, like, it's subjective. You know, mm-hmm. you're interpreting things. You're not, like, it's not like this is the way. If you look up, like, what does it mean to be this sign or what does it mean to have this an aspect is basically the, the relationship between two planets. So all the planets are always communicating with each other, whether it's really an easy flow, like two water like signs would be flowing with each other or a water and an mm. earth sign mm-hmm. whereas a fire and an earth sign would be clashing so the way they communicate isn't going to be as smooth and so knowing like where were the planets or do you have your sun and your moon both in water signs are really pleasant talking to each other like oh we get each other my moon gets my sun it's like all cohesive or is it like a fire moon with a water sun where you've got this conflict the way you on the inside oh. is not matching mm. with who you are on the outside 
And I never thought about it that way, but yeah. Yeah. Like so that's how the elements like kind of come into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so there's, there's elements, there's modalities, there's signs, there's houses. It's so complex. And that's why (laughs) I've spent so many, so many hours studying it because not because I have a purpose in like, I want to do something with it necessarily. Like I do want to do more readings. I I truly enjoy reading people and reading for relationships between people, but I just truly couldn't help myself because there's so much to know and to, to, to pour into. And you just, you, you, you give a lot, but you get a lot back. Like I learned so much about myself. And it makes you feel like understood too, because yeah. like you're reading things about some deep parts of yourself that you might not have encountered or confronted, but it's written down like this is what this means, and it resonates. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So like you've done readings before, but have you ever like done it for money? Just curious. I have not been paid for it. No, oh, I haven't okay. really asked. Is that I've... something you would want to do? Oh yeah, I would. Just because I think you know. It's like paying somebody for the exp- the the time they spent learning the thing, yeah. right? Like yeah. all the hours they uh-huh. put into learning the thing. So now that it, it comes really naturally now, but it was so many so much time put into it, you know, and and and, and joyfully. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. something where I was like I want to do this to make money. Like mm-hmm. I never thought that at all and I haven't. But it's like I get a lot of like meaning out of just helping people feel understood yeah. and understand like how to reconcile different parts of themselves. And there's value in that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I've done them for free. So mm-hmm. I've done them free for friends, family, um, random people at parties. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also a good way to like perfect it or perfect how you do it yourself and like yes. know what works. Mm-hmm. And But yeah, I like that. I've, I've heard that said about art. Yeah, maybe I can make this in two hours, but that's also counting all of the time that I spent learning how to do right. it. And it's like that with a lot of things, like mm-hmm. like hair and mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, maybe this only took like this amount of time, but. But I went to school for this long and I yeah. paid this much money to go to school. <laughs> right. yeah. I'm still going to classes and I'm doing, I'm spending money on my shears and. Yeah. Yeah, you can't value the end product as yeah. just a single service. It's all about what built up to get that end product. So. Um, I think that's such a like good artist like conversation mm-hmm. and you know and anything really I mean so many jobs they pay you for the outcome but they don't pay you for the process right mm-hmm. but you right. have to kind of bake the process into the outcome which is why astrology readings are expensive they yeah. really are mm-hmm. and it's like valuable for people so like it can it can be life-changing to have a good reading for yeah. people because it's like really makes you like think about the outcomes and in your yeah. life and like especially if you really believe in it like Mm -hmm. in india i feel like Mm -hmm. they're always like everybody's always getting readings from astrologists because they kind of like that's one of their beliefs yeah so they'll get a reading about like love or whatever and it's like really popular to pay people for that Mm -hmm. over there yeah i don't know if it's as popular i guess it would be in California. <laughs> yeah, in California, yeah. I'm sure. There's yeah. a lot of people that, that pay like, a lot of money. I don't know if you could I'm go sure. to Ohio and be, like... Looking for it as much. Yeah. yeah. But you'll probably still find people, but I'm it's sure. not It's not going to be as, like, crazy as it is here. Yeah. 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 Also, I feel like it's, like, so accessible now. Like, the information mm-hmm. is online. It's not as, like... If you want to learn about your chart, you can do so with so many like tools. Yeah. Like, I will plug Time Passages. That is my favorite app. I am going to hype passages. that app. Time, Time Passages. Is, is that like, how you learned a lot? Uh, no, that, that was like more once I knew things. I wanted to have a way to like track things going on and just like be able to read people's stuff really easily and have it save, like the charts all saved. But for people that don't know, it is a really good tool to learn about your own stuff. And it's it's free. You can pay for the version, the pro version, which is like a $40 one-time fee. That's I literally bad. don't work for them, but I love this app. <laughs> it is my favorite app on my phone. Sponsor Beep us. Instagram, buy it. Like, you, should, you should get a sponsorship with them. Like, I know, right? <laughs> this this uh, podcast goes viral. Yeah. Time passages <laughs> one episode. 100, like, thousand downloads. Mm-hmm. Time passages, hire me. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. But... I, would take the, I would take that part out. I'd be like, nah, you, you pay me times. Time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Hey, Elizabeth. Uh, well, you guys, you guys are the hosts. and yeah. Um, But, yeah, no, honestly, there's so much freak tools out there that if you don't have the resources to pay somebody 100 200 to read your chart, you can still find all. Like, I learned so much before I got my first reading. And even now, I've only gotten one official reading, natal chart reading, and one solar return reading, which is, like, when your birthday count happens, you can see kind of what your next year will look like oh, based cool. on what hmm. the planets are, where they're all at on the day, on the moment that the sun returns to where it was when you were born oh cool so yeah there's again so much to this all Mm -hmm. you could just do lots people do take lots of classes to learn everything but Mm -hmm. um 
but yeah, I love it. So what are houses? houses are like the areas of life that these things are happening in so you might have different planets in different houses so Uh your first house is like house of self that's why it's like the house of your rising sign so that's why it's so important to know what time exactly you were born i was about to ask like why is that so important so the time you're born it's like every two and a half hours the rising sign change is Mm. moving it's like the sign that's coming over the eastern horizon the moment you were born so it's it's beautiful to me astrology is an art it's an art and it is divine like God put us on this earth at the moment we were put on earth, and astrology reflects that. It shows, like, where was the sun? Where was Venus? What was happening between all the planets the moment you were born? And what does that say about you? Yeah. And I think it's amazing. It's such an incredible tool that people, like, should spend more time getting into. But um, but that time is so important because if you're an hour off, 30 minutes off, it might be a whole different rising sign. Mm. And that's very important because it's kind of like, the again, the big three, like, really, really important to who you are and how you navigate because that rising sign starts off the house system your Mm -hmm. first house is occupied basically in that rising sign so um i'm a rising aries so my first house is aries and there's 12 houses 12 signs i like whole sign which means every sign occupies one full every house occupies one full sign so my first uh, house is all aries my Mm. second house taurus and it goes like that but there's other house systems where it might be half of Aries is my first house so then Taurus is the other half of my first house like it's a little bit more it's called like intercepted Mm -hmm. so but I like whole whole sign I think it's really helpful and easy to understand astrology when it's like that too especially Mm -hmm. for beginners but um but yeah the time is so important because your rising sign is kicking off like what house is house of self what house is house of relationships which is like the seventh house of marriage partnership and that's across from the first house which is interesting when you think about like house of self you mm-hmm. and what's across from you what's the other like partner relationship what mm-hmm. we see is what we don't have we look for an other mm-hmm. and that's like the house across from the first house which is the seventh house yeah i'm trying to picture it visually because i i have seen it like the, the it's circle. like a circle yeah. and then with all the planets like within the circle based on your specific the chart. timing yeah. And everything, yeah and then the house is occupying like as it goes one to twelve and twelfth being the last house and if you go by i guess like Aries is naturally the first sign. So if you are a rising Aries, then it kind of your chart is going to go a little bit more cohesively in a way. Mm-hmm. Like it makes sense because like Aries is the first sign. Pisces is the last sign. So it kind of makes very intuitive sense. But if you're like, let's say a rising Taurus, then your first house is Taurus and your 12th house is Aries. Mm-hmm. So everything moves a little bit. So again, it's very personal. And like each house means different things. You've got house of like, public image and usually that's like career and work and what people know you for which is often career but could be something else could be your family it could be anything um you have like your fourth house which is opposite to most public house it's kind of the most private house it's like where you came from how you were raised the generational things your family um traditions all of that and that's the fourth house so you can see it's all balanced things that are across Mm. from each other everything's in balance everything's kind of equilibrium like it's like one everything like things oppose each other and those different ideas like self versus other like public a public image of you versus the most private part of you mm-hmm. which is usually family where we come there's from like there's like a lot of polarities yeah with it. Mm-hmm. so the more you understand it and study it it's just like you learn so much just understanding the whole framework but again it is a high like barrier to entry there's so much information yeah and i was overwhelmed i will say i know what i know a lot of now but it was overwhelming it's a lot to take in mm-hmm. yes I want to know, like, who started, like, creating this system of, like, how to explain it and how to, like, like, with all, yeah, like, yeah, 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 because it is, it really is, like, a science. I mean, people say it's, like, a pseudoscience, but, like, it's meticulous, like a science would be, you know, And, and everything's defined and it's not chaotic, like, there's order to it. Exactly. Yeah. And it is all about, like, numbers and angles and degrees and, I mean, it's not, like, this kind of like like you know vague visual like it's it's very specific like even the degree of a planet has meaning to it the number of that that's called like degree theory but then the number of like the degree that the planet is has its own meaning like you can find meaning in so much of it but it is like a science like maybe a pseudoscience but like a science yeah um, and i would love to know too exactly how it came to be in this yeah like who started this but people have been studying it yeah astronomers and and people like looking into the sky charting the paths of Mm -hmm. planets that we could see and we can see a lot of them um and and then putting i guess some 
associations with those planets maybe depending on how the crop was and how Mm -hmm. or how like weather was or i mean the moon like affects emotions a lot just like the moon affects the tides you know i always say that the moon affects the tide and we are 70 percent water so why wouldn't it affect us too yeah Yeah. it does yeah Yeah. that's a good way to think about it that, I, I'm and a good way to remember it, yeah, too. Yeah, I'm like, well, if the moon has that effect, then I, it's not that far out. That yeah. planets would have that effect. Like, our energy is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I heard that before, too, and I was like, oh, that makes so much yeah. sense. Like, <laughs> the moon pulling the tides of the ocean, mm-hmm. and then we are water, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, yeah. like, mostly water. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. wouldn't it pull our own? Yeah, mm-hmm. so. We're uh, liquid. liquid. Mermaids. So I want to know about these motherfucking retrogrades. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, that's like something we always hear. Like Mercury's in retrograde, but I like learned recently, not recently, but I learned that there's not just Mercury. Yeah, all the planets can be. In, yeah. and a lot of them have been lately. Yeah, we, Venus was. Yeah, Venus and all the a lot of the exterior planets like Uranus, Neptune, like Saturn. Some planets spend more of the year retrograde than others, hmm. like the outer planets do. Um, like in my natal chart, I think I have like three or four planets in retrograde, but the more inner planets is when you feel it more, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a Mercury or a Venus. Oh, so yeah. is that why like a lot of times Mercury is the big one yeah. that people talk about because it's closer. It's really closer and it's com- it affects so much. Yeah, yeah, it messed me up this time. Oh, what happened? It was just like nothing worked on my computer. Oh, there was no. like crazy stuff happening. Oh. Like everyone was depressed. Like Wait, when was that? Communication was bad. It was recently over. It was Oh. Yeah, I just and like finished. it seemed like the oh. day it finished, everything was like lighter and mm. you felt yeah, it. Yeah, like just more calm. And, yeah, I mean that would make sense for me too because I that's what makes quit me my job in and Aust- yeah, <laughs> that, in Qatar yeah. too. Uh-huh. That's what makes me believe in astrology because I freaking feel it. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I've definitely got like my share of the Mercury retrograde stories of things mm-hmm. just going the opposite, you know, because. Well, what is the planning? Like, what is retrograde? Like, what does that mean? Like, so, from where? <laughs> that's the part I'm I know, like, isn't it funny? Yeah. You're like, is it, you're like, is a planet moving backwards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's what? not. It's moving the normal way. We are at a place where it looks like it's moving backwards. Mm. Where we are on Earth, a planet seems like it's going backwards, uh-huh. but it's not. It's just our view. But the way it affects us is like. Basically, the planet's energy is not moving outward anymore. It's moving inward. Mm, And things, it's kind of like just those things that the planet affects kind of can malfunction during that time. So, like, with Mercury, it might be, like, you miss your flight, you know? The Uber doesn't pick you up. Maybe mm-hmm. you send a text, and it's totally misconveyed, and it's mm-hmm. like a, a big fight That's comes out of it. That's stuff that always happens yeah. to me. It's like just, it's like, clockwork. Twice mm-hmm. a year. I think two, is it two times a year, I think, that Mercury goes retrograde? Maybe more? Um, Venus is only every 18 months, so that's mm-hmm. why it's a bigger deal when, like, Venus goes retrograde, because it's only every year and a half. Mm-hmm. So um, it's based on the placement, like, where the Earth is in rotation, like, to whatever planet. Yes. And then, like... How it's viewed, and how we view it, and it just, yes, yeah. I mean, that's what I've read at least. And mm-hmm. also, disclaimer: I hope everything I'm saying is true. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. I've hey, read a lot. Yeah, but, that, no, you know, yeah. We, it's the same for us. Like we, we have to do a lot of research for our, our episodes, and we know we get it wrong sometimes. Yeah, even yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like, no, I don't think I said that right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I'd like to think that everything I'm saying is is accurate, and I have read it. But there is, again, so much nuance and so mm-hmm. much extra information that we could do a whole podcast on just Mercury retrograde. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. literally just a whole yeah. podcast on just I know. That's what retrograde. I was thinking. Like, as we get, go on with our episodes, I think we're going to have to, like, narrow things down. Because we've, d- we've been doing these big, broad topics. Yeah. And it's like, we did astrology. We did personality tests. But it's like, oh. but, so it's like we could break it down to the Enneagram, like, each personality test. Mm-hmm. So, like, in the future, oh, I think yeah. we will do, like, full episodes. But for now, it's, like, more broad, which can get a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you can get broad with astrology, like, 100%. Yeah. But it's, like, for me, I'm like, oh, there's so much I have to yeah. say. Yeah. I have to hold myself back. Because <laughs> you can just, I mean, I I mean, I love it. I love telling people about it because it feels like a gift I get to share. Yeah. But um, but it is it gets complex. It gets really yeah. Complex. I'm happy that you're sharing it with us. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. Um, should we jump into our charts? I was, yeah. Uh, let's yeah. do it. You want to do Kirsten's first? Well, um, what's your what's your thought about CoStar? Because CoStar is the one that everybody's on. It's like the show. Everybody's the social, doing it. Yeah. But I've heard mixed thoughts about CoStar, and I want to know what your thoughts are about it. <laughs> uh, CoStar will not be sponsoring me for this. 
love CoStar. I like that it's accessible to people and it, it makes astrology a little bit more tangible. Mm-hmm. But I do think it lacks a lot. I specifically don't like how they show the charts. They like they don't really like emphasize the circle. They make it more about the little like boxes in the side. You know what I mean? Oh, the way like, they visualize it. The way it. they visually yeah. show it. They just don't really offer the information to back up what they're saying. They just kind of like are making like broad strokes sweeping mm-hmm. things like oh today you might want to put your toe in a puddle of water <laughs> yeah i know the suggestions are wild sometimes snickerdoodle cookie yeah, yeah see, <laughs> so yeah I, I just think it's like funny interesting i don't really use it anymore it was like i did have it at a point i mean who didn't who's into astrology mm-hmm. yeah but i don't recommend it for people i recommend like time passages as a favorite i'm gonna I'm download time passages right time now. passages Me man what what, is about. there a, is there a free trial because there's a free version yeah oh, so you oh, don't even okay. need to get the paid one unless you get into astrology um, Which I maybe will after say, this episode, we're going to be astrology girlies. We queens. <laughs> I'm about to give some readings over here. <laughs> I'm going to come back here, and you guys are going to be reading my chart. <laughs> no, you're like, Elizabeth, did you Elizabeth, know Listen, that? we did some weird <laughs> research. We found out some like, stuff. Wow. <laughs> the zero to 100 crash course in astrology. <laughs> um, and so the, pa- mo- the pattern's also a good app, but I oh yeah, but pattern like the is pattern. one you I know that but you. Sh- I used to be a homie with pattern, and now they charge a lot oh, to give really? you the same information they used to give you for free, and that don't seem right with me. Yeah, well, I get it. You, you gotta make your dollars. If you downloaded the app before, they would just like give you that. No, they make you pay for a lot now, and I don't pay for it because I don't need to. Yeah. With these startups, that's how it be yeah. with everyone. Like Uber became more expensive. Airbnb used to be cheap, but it's not anymore. No. That's how it is mm-hmm. time passes man please don't don't do me one like that <laughs> yeah. don't, don't do, do it. me like that Keep well it. you already paid for the premium so I like know. so i don't think that they, they can try take to that back me, like, subscribe to something i'm oh gonna my cry God. yeah if they like, change it no. yeah <laughs> um okay so kirsten we are buddies and i've already looked at your chart before so <laughs> yeah, we don't have to go like <laughs> i uh know it know it a little bit more so Kirsten and I are both cancers, which means I definitely understand her um, based on our mutual sun signs. And then your moon is in Taurus and you're a rising Capricorn. So your big three, at least, um, just starting there, is comprised of two earth signs and one sun sign. So mm-hmm. you're pretty cohesive in terms of your big three, how you are as a person, because earth and water are friendly with each other. Yeah. So those are two that, you know, they, would get, they get along, just like air and fire get along. Um, and obviously the same ones, water, water, get along really, really well. Wait, so so Taurus is water? Cancer's water. Cancer's water. Yeah. Got it. The crab. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Taurus and Capricorn are earth signs. Got it. So, okay. And then Virgo is the third. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for you, there is a cohesiveness between your sun and your moon and how you present yourself as a rising Capricorn. You have a groundedness to you and you also are, you know, in touch with your emotions a little bit more as a cancer son and you're definitely very like probably someone that cares about people cares about your relationships like fosters those relationships for you you have your son in your seventh house because you're a rising capricorn which -hmm. is your first house and the seventh house so seven signs away from capricorn is cancer so your son's in your house of relationships so relationships Mm -hmm. are very important to you and you are somebody we'll, that we'll post a picture of our charts so that yeah. to, if you guys are listening, you can see the chart. Mm-hmm. You can check yeah. it out, and yeah. you mm-hmm. can see how I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm looking to see where your sun and your moon are actually with from each other. And yeah, they're really friendly with each other. Actually, they're really like it's it's called a sextile. Your sun to your moon, which is like sixty degrees ish. What is Capricorn? Earth. Earth. Yes. Okay. So rising earth sign. So yeah, rising Capricorn. I do love my Capricorns. I'm a Capricorn moon, so I feel you. And but rising Capricorns kind of can have a hard go of it. Capricorn is definitely a sign that's like it's the goat. It's literally the goat moving up the mountain, like step by step by step. And it's going to get to the top, but it's not going to be easy. Hmm. So Capricorns sometimes have a little bit of harder time. They go through some <laughs> hard things, and they are all. Always- keep changing my career yeah. drastically. <laughs> so I should look and see where you're. Um, where your your 10th house is um so yeah so rising capricorn is a sign that like it's it's very much kind of like a glow up kind of position where it's like you will you'll reach it but you will have to go through some hard times and it will challenge you and another good thing to know is that the planet that is the planet of your rising sign so there's a planet that's like associated with each sign essentially yeah. 
And so for Capricorn, your rising sign, you have a ruling planet. And Mm. so the ruling planet is basically the planet of your rising sign. So for Capricorn, that's Saturn. Uh For Aries, for me, that's Mars. And that means that planet has some extra significance and emphasis in your life. Okay. It's the planet of Saturn. Saturn as a planet is the planet of kind of like father time. Well, I didn't time. even know this part. Oh. The planet thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah I didn't either. <laughs> yeah. So Saturn's important for you. And Saturn is kind of known as father time. Saturn is like the father, like father time being like, you need to earn these things. I'm going to put you through challenges and trials, and it's not going to be easy, and you're going to hate me for it, but eventually you're going to see why I did that, and it's going to be worth it because you're going to go higher than you would have and higher than maybe others would because you had to go through those harder times and those challenges early on. Huh. So it's Saturn is not always everyone's favorite planet, but it does bless, and it, it gives abundance eventually in the long run. Mm-hmm. So Capricorns have a little harder of a go, but – they are badasses. Capricorns are the ones running businesses, running the wor- the world, literally just like killing it, honestly. Mm-hmm. But they had to go through some hard stuff to get there. Um, and both Capricorn, another way of thinking of that that equal that kind of like op- opposing factors, they both want the same things. It's kind of two sides of the same coin. Capricorn and Cancer, what they're both trying to do is build a home. Mm. Capricorn's mm-hmm. doing it like I'm gonna be this badass that's like bringing home the bacon I'm gonna get the job I'm gonna work I'm gonna create that 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 home by um, making sure I have enough and I'm like capable mm-hmm. and then cancer on the other side is like the nurturer, the nurturer. they're uh-huh. the mother it's it's like people think of them the father and mother of the zodiac is like yeah. Capricorn and cancer so both of them have the same goal they both want a family they both want to create a home but they're doing it in different ways huh. so when they come together it's really powerful but sometimes they might oppose because it's like I don't think you need more emotion and Capricorn's like no you need to you know get some like you know resources to create a home you can't just be all about emotions you know so they're both like support each other in a way because they both have the same goals but they can also butt heads and that's why they're like opposing each other mm-hmm. so um so that's just a good way of looking at like two signs opposite each other that they both have the same goal yeah okay and you have both those signs in and your taurus, victory taurus is my moon yes so, and that, so that's how you are that's my in, my inner, emotional yeah. yeah so grounded probably Taurus are, are kind of known for wanting like a little bit of bouginess like they like to like <laughs> have the comforts in life and they like their like routines and they, like, they really like to be stable mm-hmm. they're very like routine beings yeah routine that, is good for yeah mm-hmm. want to be taken care of and want to have enough and kind of again like similar because all the earth signs have that theme of like groundedness of like you know reliability consistency stability and those are definitely things that Taurus would like and mm-hmm. Taurus is a really good place for the moon actually the moon like loves being in Taurus the favorite position for the moon is Cancer mm-hmm. but the second favorite is Taurus oh nice yeah so there's different placements that planets like there's placements that planets don't like and um, and Taurus is a place that the moon really enjoys so okay. that's nice how do you get like what does it mean that the moon enjoys it like so there's like there it's known as like exalted and I think it's like domicile and then there's detriment and fallen. So those are like the four different places they can be. And then other places are just kind of like maybe more neutral. But there's a four that's like fallen, detriment, exalted, and domicile. Okay. And so I think it's exalted in Cancer. It's in domicile in Taurus. And then it's fallen in Capricorn, which is where my moon is and actually where your moon is because I saw <laughs> your chart. So uh, moon doesn't love being there. <laughs> and then I think I think it's fallen in Scorpio too, which, yeah, makes sense. Not sure. <laughs> Scorpio is a little rough place for the moon to be. I'm not happy there. But, um, but yeah, and so the rest are like more like net zero. But people could have opinions about different moon signs. Like for me, I'm like, I'll take another Capricorn moon. Then you have like – other moons, like fire moons for me, that might not work as well because a fire and an earth moon would be a little bit more like a, you know. like A clash. Yeah. yeah. And you know mm-hmm. what I'm thinking of right now mm-hmm. why yeah, I'm saying yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> the X. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so those are your big three. And uh-huh. that's how they all interact with each other. But those are only three things. Like yeah. And the rising, again, isn't in a planet. You don't have a planet there. It's a, it's a, a point. And that's where your rising sign is. And then the moon and the sun. But, yeah, but they all really speak well between each other. That actually is nice because it does show, like, there's a cohesiveness and there's a flowiness to you between the three parts that make you kind of who you are. And, again, there's all the other things that also make you who you are. The way you communicate, very important, Mercury. Venus, the way you love, 
very important. But those big three elements of kind of like your identity and how you like show up in the world is is fluid and flows for you. And I think the other ones are honestly pretty. You do have some fire. You actually do have a lot of Leo too. So yeah. Leo probably really resonates for you. You have your Mercury, your Venus, your Mars, your Jupiter. You actually have a stellium in Leo. So a stellium is when three or more planets, personal planets, not like those outer generational yeah. ones, but the personal ones, the ones I listed just now, including and as well as Moon and Sun, all those. If you have more than three in one sign, it's called a stellium. And oh. it just means that sign is has like extra emphasis for you because you have so many planets there mm -hmm. my sister has that for capricorn you have that for leo and it's cool but it means probably that you probably resonate with leo if you read yeah. leo stuff you're like yeah that checks but what you wouldn't leo, know what is a leo supposed to be like again so leos are very loyal they are loyal to a fault mm. they are loyal oh, to their friends sense. loyal to their family they're the lions mm -hmm. they are proud they need to be appreciated. They need to be applauded. They want to be loved. Everybody wants to be loved, but Leos have like a need really? and an yeah. urge to be recognized and to be appreciated. And so that's why they're often in the arts and they're in, you know, positions of performing. I well, don't think you can find a city with more rising Leos than L.A. <laughs> mm -hmm. Literally. Everybody's a rising Leo. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my sister. Um, I love them. I love a rising Leo because I'm a rising Aries. So the rising fire signs, I'm like, I get you. You're mm -hmm. my person. Oh, but, I wonder um, what Langston's rising is. I got to look it up. I know. I love them. Yeah, relationship astrology. It's so my much fun. Thing, my favorite yeah. thing. So, so for Leo, for you with Leo, that would make sense. And the way you love, the way you communicate, the way you assert yourself. Wait, what was that called again when you have more than three? Stellium. Estellium. Uh, stellium. So just Got stellium. It. Oh, stellium. Got it. Stellium. That's cool. Stellium. I like that word. Stellium. 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 <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. You have a stellium. So, so knowing that, you know more now than your big three, that you can like look at Leo stuff and it will probably mm -hmm. resonate to how you love to how you assert yourself, with, which is Mars, which Mars is inclusive of like sex, but also like how you literally assert yourself, how you take action. Mercury, how you communicate, and Jupiter, abundance, spirituality. So you have this cluster of planets in the sign of Leo. That's which, cool. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Is cool. Um, it makes it easier for me to like understand my chart too, because it's not as many to... Yeah, like. <laughs> right? I know, I'm actually curious yeah. where, how close they are, all are to each other. Okay, they're actually scattered a little bit around, hmm. but it's cute. You have Venus and Mars right next to each other, which is like attractive and draws people to you. It's magnetic. Like that's a nice place to have them together. Hmm. Venus and Mars close to each other. Cool sexuality. Wow. So there was something like, and I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but it was something about Pluto that you were telling me that happens to people usually around their late twenties, early thirties. Oh, Saturn. Yeah. What Saturn is that? Return. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Can I've we, heard of that. Yeah, because I feel like we're all, like, in there or, like, just, maybe or it's just, just ending. It. Yeah. Somebody's always going through Saturn return. Uh -huh. It's people between 28 to 30. Uh-huh. Saturn. Oh, we're, we're past so we just, so you we, passed it. You yeah, guys we're past are it. done. I'm in but it, you're actually. In it. I'm about to hit it direct next March. So oh. shout out to my Saturn return next <laughs> March. Here we come. Don't ruin my life, please. Um, but, yeah, when you turn 29-ish, that's how long it takes Saturn to make an entire trip around the the zodiac. Uh -huh. So when I was born at 11 degrees, that's where Saturn was in Pisces. And in March, Saturn will be again 11 degrees in Pisces. Mm. And a mentor of mine, funny enough, she is exactly 29 years older than me ish. And so mm. she's going to be going through her Saturn return again. Oh. You keep going. You're not done. Wow. So you, 29 could, you could plus have 29. like three in a if lifetime. You're lucky, three. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You're really, I mean, yeah, I don't think four. I don't know if four is going to work. That's Probably not possible. Well, I did read that scientists think that we're going to live to 120. I just saw that, too. And like, uh, our generation is? Yes. Oh. Well, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, people have already. Only one person has lived to 120. Really? Yeah. yeah that's what the article that's said. That's surprising. Yeah. I but they, they definitely live, like, over 100, 110. I wonder yeah. what our generation, I wonder if that's true, if our generation is going to, like, are we going to live 20 more years? I That's hope not. <laughs> like, well, more than twenty, because I mean, even a hundred is seems like a lot. hundred is well, yeah. You, I, I think like, like ninety is years. usually like when people kick it. Yeah. Like if you're if you have good health, like ninety, yeah. eighty, eighty-five. Kind of cool to be a century. Yeah. yeah. I'm like if I, I get a hundred, I'm gonna be like, thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Take me now. It depends yeah. how you're doing. Depends how you're doing, though. Right? Yeah. I would probably be like, all right, I'm, I'm good. I'm like ready. your grandma. Yeah, my, <laughs> oh, my God. My grandma, she just passed away at 98. And she, for the last, like, 
10 years has been like, I don't know why I'm still here. I'm ready to die. <laughs> really? Yeah, she's like, all my friends are dead. Like, oh, it's kind of sad. She's like, it's just, you know, like, why am, why me? Like, why am I still here? Special. What does she do? What are her t- tricks? Uh, she drinks black coffee all day long. Wow. <laughs> I really think it's like a mentality or just lucky genetics. Yeah, like, I think like, it's both. Yeah. yeah. You know what though? It's cool to look at your family's astrology. I do it all the time. I would love oh, yeah. to. I would love to see I my mean, grandma's now that astrology. I have this app, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up. You just grab their people. birth certificates when you're home. Yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah. you have to know the time. Yeah. yeah, it's important. But yeah, I love it. You can look and see like generational stuff through your charts you know mm. you can look multiple generations grandparents to wait parents, why does location to... matter because oh because time where, yeah oh, okay time is yeah. different you know yeah. 7 p.m in ohio is 4 p.m in la which is why your solar return chart is going to be different than your actual birth chart because it's always a little different you know mm-hmm. even if you're born the same day as somebody it might be a little different but but we have re- haven't read your chart but... yeah. Yeah, yeah so it'll be different because we just met. And yeah. 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 You don't know anything. You don't know about anything. Yet, really. Well, I know. I won't be able to go off of like knowing somebody for years. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm cheating. So, bring it on. Cheater. <laughs> Cheater. Um, okay. So, I already though know a little bit because we have the same moon sign. We're both moon and Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, sun in Pisces. Rising Cancer. Okay. okay. So, you and I have two of the same and actually. We all three share Cancer and Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, look at us. We're strong people. The three amigos. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's cool. So so you actually are kind of similar then to some of the stuff I was saying about her. Your rising sign is Cancer. So like wanting to nurture, make a home, being a little bit guarded at times. Cancers are very quick to pull up that like shell if they mm-hmm. feel like someone is like coming at them, you know, or they don't, they can't trust somebody. Like people might be like, you seem distant or you're hard, harder to read, harder to um, you know, open up because they have that, that crab shell, the kind mm-hmm. of the symbol of, of cancer. And on the opposite side for you, your moon, where you feel emotionally safe and your, your emotions is in your seventh house. So you probably do feel very emotionally safe and secure when you're in a relationship. Because mm. that's where your moon is. Which so. is funny because when I first met her, she was like, I don't want to be in a relationship. Like, <laughs> But now, mm. yeah, now, you, now you're in it. it. <laughs> so, so for you, it's like, yeah, you have your moon in Capricorn, which means, again, the moon isn't the most happy there. And I'm speaking out of love because I'm a fellow Capricorn moon, so mm-hmm. I feel you. But Capricorn <laughs> is not the most friendly to feelings. Capricorns are because they've had to be they've had to be really strong and to be like oh moon you have to be strong moon's like no I want to have my emotions so they kind of conflict there whereas mm-hmm. cancer is like yes feel the emotions mm-hmm. swim in the emotions <laughs> the moon's like yes I feel so happy here Capricorn's like no that is not productive we need to be working mm-hmm. like Capricorn moons get a lot of their emotions out by working mm-hmm. like if you're feeling a hard emotion you it, might you think that's true? be productive and yeah. work like I had moments where I've been like oh I'm upset I'm gonna start working mm-hmm. I can get ahead of work like I'm gonna push that away and just work or be productive mm-hmm. like or take do your mind thing. off it yeah mm-hmm. get your mind off the feelings and now mm-hmm. don't feel them you know because yeah. it's 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 uncomfortable it's not productive maybe you were told it's wrong mm-hmm. you know because the moon is also where we come from too mm-hmm. it's like our where, where did you learn how to feel you know usually mm-hmm. your childhood and so maybe there was a reason you felt you had to be capable you had to be enough and your emotions weren't gonna make you feeling emotions wasn't going to be the best thing for the situation or you didn't feel safe enough to feel those emotions so Mm -hmm. you compartmentalize or you kind of like have more of a wall up you know especially being a rising cancer too it's like an additional like layer of kind of a wall in a way Mm -hmm. you have to feel really safe to kind of put that down but capricorn moons really need to show a lot of love and grace to themselves Mm -hmm. because that wasn't shown to you potentially when you were young and when you were learning about emotions and feeling those things for the first time that there was a reason that you kind of kind of shelled up a little and felt like this isn't you know right to feel things like this it's not right to show feelings like this or process like this so i'm just not i'm be a little bit more numb and so capricorn moons are some bad stereotypes out there about us which aren't all true (laughs) and again i will say actually good way to segue planets and signs and planets and signs and aspects should not ever be a determining factor for you if you're like oh i have this so that Mm -hmm. like people shouldn't judge you on this sun sign that sun sign oh yeah i think we were talking about that Mm -hmm. last week with the with the personality test it's like the Mm -hmm. same idea it's like oh i'm an enfp so i have to be this way Exactly. Like, like yeah. you are so much more than just both of us, Capricorn moons, right? Mm-hmm. But Capricorn moons can have a little bit of a stereotype of being cold, of mm-hmm. being less 
warm, which is also cold, but less mm -hmm. warm because of the fact that they are protecting themselves. And mm -hmm. it comes off as being a little bit more aloof and cold because they're not as comfortable with their own emotions. But again, it's a whole chart thing. Mm -hmm. So maybe people with Capricorn Moon are more prone to be cold, but it doesn't mean that they're all cold. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like yeah, the whole like. I don't think you guys are cold. I don't think either of you yeah. are. Yeah. But yeah. I, maybe I don't like. Think I'm cold. Maybe in relationships can it can be harder or I don't know. But, but like you said, like if I don't trust someone or mm -hmm. if I don't like somebody, I can I can be cold. Like there's a difference. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. And then yeah. and, and, and the discernment. I think Capricorns and Cancers both, they're like, they can be the warmest people. They can be. They can be the warmest people. I would say cancers maybe more naturally because they're very much more like a little nurturers. bit more in touch with their emotions and they're no they're they are the nurturers. Mm -hmm. Whereas Capricorn it might not be as like natural to them. But it does not mean people with Capricorn placements are not warm. People mm -hmm. with Capricorn placements can be so warm, especially how close they feel to you. Mm -hmm. Someone that is like, I feel safe with you, I feel comfortable with you. So warm. It don't I hate when signs and planets in certain signs or aspects get a bad rep for a certain reason when it's like like we were saying, it's like the yin and the yang, right? It's the mm -hmm. two sides of the coin. It can be cold or it can be, you know, they're protecting themselves. And, you, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're cold. All of them are cold. So mm -hmm. And there's so much yeah. more to it. Yeah. yeah it's so yeah. complex. And that's why I think I love astrology because you can lean into that complexity and that nuance and be like, oh, like, let's, you're a Leo stellium. That's mm. a different thing than the other three stuff. Yeah. Like yeah, the, the Taurus, the Capricorn, the Cancer. And then you have a bunch of Leo. Mm -hmm. So that flair to you, that Leo flair is, like, different than other people that, yeah. <laughs> Don't have that. Yeah. So it's a whole picture. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just talked about your moon basically. <laughs> and your rising cancer. So the natural inclination to nurture, to help people, to be there for people, and to be a little bit more guarded at times. And then your sun in Pisces, which also <laughs> being a giving, you know, person. Pisces can kind of lose themselves at times. They're very spiritual. They're very kind of like in this like spiritual kind of world. They can be a little bit more prone to getting lost in the details and mm -hmm. losing themselves a little bit, whether it's in a relationship could be addictions because Pisces is a little out of the world. They're they're the final sign of the zodiac. So where Aries is like charging ahead, trailblazer, like they only I don't say they only think of themselves, but they're known as a child of the zodiac. They are like me, right? Mm -hmm. Pisces, us. Pisces sees all the signs that came before them. They feel all the emotions of everyone in the room. I sure do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's exhausting. It is. So that's why they try to escape. It's yep. a lot of escapism for them because they can't handle the intensity. Mm. And that's it why you, you're really artistic and creative. Yes, and they're super creative, of, Pisces. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's really interesting because that's, like, literally me. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Like, yeah, I feel all the emotions all the time. If Kirsten's in a bad mood or something, <laughs> I feel You're like, that. you feel it. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes with my partner, I have to be like, I need to separate from you because I'm feeling your negative mood and it's like doing something to me. Yeah. I have to like get out of here. And having the cancer rising with that is just going to add to it because cancers are very intuitive as well. All the mm -hmm. water signs are intuitive. So having both of those would be, yeah, I could easily see. And also like you have the caring instinct in you mm -hmm. that you probably want to do something, want to mm -hmm. help them, but you can't. Yeah, always. and when I can't, it bothers me. Yeah, like mm. a lot. It's uncomfortable, mm -hmm. and 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 knowing that Pisces people, and this is a good lesson for everybody, because right now Saturn is going through Pisces, and although I'm in my Saturn return, we are all collectively experiencing Saturn in Pisces. Not just me, you mm. guys are as well, and you are a Pisces sun. So at some point, Saturn is going to cross your sun, which. Let's see where your sun is. Yeah, not yet, but soon. Not in like a, a, probably a year and a half to two years. Saturn will cross your sun, and that will be kind of intense. So In a bad way? Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. However you want to take intense. <laughs> Saturn is an intense planet, and it's crossing the sun, the, sun, your, the essence of who you are. So mm -hmm. it'll, be, it'll be kind of, yeah, a whole other conversation. Mm -hmm. but, but we all are experiencing through Saturn and Pisces boundaries. We all need to have boundaries. Saturn comes in and it's about, it's, a, it's an also the planet of restriction and constraint and responsibility. And so it's showing us where we need to restrict. And that's our Piscean tendency to feel everyone's feelings, empathize with everyone, give to everyone, self-sacrifice. And it's saying boundaries, mm -hmm. put boundaries on that. You can't be sustainably empathetic if you are constantly giving from a cup that's empty. Yeah, and mm. I have problems with boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Setting them yeah. hard to like stick to them. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense, and it's hard. Yeah, boundaries are hard, but that's the thing we're all learning right now, and I mean, I'm not sure. I've, I've had my own experiences, but like experiences of dealing with boundary setting in this time and trying to 
make some like make stable what is so vague and amb- ambiguous and kind of up in the feelings which is pisces honestly mm-hmm. again the last sign of the zodiac so it's exciting that we're all going through this together as mm-hmm. a collective world but it's and, it, and it's good because boundaries are a good thing but for some people especially someone that's like a pisces sun pisces people with a lot of Pisces placements, it's a lot because mm-hmm. they feel a lot of things. So having that with your moon in Capricorn also is probably another reason you aren't as maybe naturally like cold like other people might mm-hmm. be with that we're all Earth. Like everything's in an Earth sign and mm-hmm. their Capricorn moon. They're just probably really used to being a lot more like guarded, mm-hmm. you know? But having the Piscean in you, like a lot of wateriness, probably does, it helps, mm-hmm. you know, to make you a little bit more balanced. So yeah. you've got, yeah, two water signs and an Earth sign in your big three so both of you have like that cohesiveness you know mm-hmm. and i have water earth and fire so oh, mine wow. is a little less cohesive mm-hmm. yeah but but again i've learned and i think i this is something i would want to say to you and to anyone who's listening just like you have to love those things about yourself even yeah. the things that are uncomfortable and the things that aren't good placements a moon in capricorn or you know another i don't i didn't have one for you that was like a poor Mine's one but perfect placements no. you have <laughs> perfect chart um but like loving you know that like i would not want to not be an aries rising i love being an aries rising even though it conflicts with my cancer and it conflicts kind of with my moon but it's like it's okay like you embrace that and if you start doing that you see that like every planet and every placement has beauty even the ones that are like oh this is a little rough you know and i could tell you about some rough ones because i've done my the way i learned about astrology was through my own chart i was Mm -hmm. my own guinea pig yeah so i learned it all but yeah it's like you have to do that because otherwise you can get really and i give this as a warning as you learn about astrology be careful don't take these things as god-given truths they're not it is not god-given truths this is a template is a gift that we all have access to to learn about ourselves, but it should not make you feel inadequate, less than doomed. Do mm-hmm. not think that you're doomed to never get married, to never, you know, have a family, to never have that job, whatever it is. Like, that is the dark side of astrology. And that is what I really warn people against because it is, it's something that we all can fall into as we fall in love with astrology is getting so close to it and thinking that it's dictating our life when it isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're still like, you can make your own choices. You have yes. free will. Yes. Do I have a sim- stellium? A s- What's the word? A stellium. A stellium. You do not have a stellium, <laughs> but um, it's not, not everyone does. I don't have one either, but I will say to talk a little bit about your Venus and Mars because we talked about hers. Yours are in Aquarius, which is fun. I think, and and, and yours are pretty close to each other too, Venus and Mars. So again, I love when there's that cohesiveness between like two planets like a Venus and a Mars like that because again, (laughs) mine actually conflict. They fight each other. Mm -hmm. So it's like nice when you have that you know, cohesiveness that, like, the way that you assert yourself and the way that you love and the, the, the way you're attracted to things, like, Venus romantically. Is Venus is, like, love and, a, and beauty and appreciation. Mm. I wouldn't say, oh, Venus is all love. Love is so complex, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right. nuanced. But Venus is how we appreciate beauty, how we want to receive love and, like, acts of love and, like, romance. It's more about that. It's very, okay. like, you know, and Mars is, like, sex and how you assert yourself oh. and how you – take action and and move about the world it's a lot more about you know it's the warrior and venus is the goddess the beauty you know Mm -hmm. and together it's like the sexuality right so you guys both have both your venus and mars in the same sign which is nice yes um and aquarius for you it's very offbeat you probably want the friends to lovers kind of trope you know you like to get to know someone you fall in love with the personality you probably attract Mm. more quirky people you might be a little quirky yourself aquarius is a very quirky sign quirky Quirky, quirky girl. I'm a quirky girl. I'm a quirky girl. <laughs> quirky astrology girl. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's also good to know is like knowing your Venus and Mars, it also probably helps like maybe you got one maybe you guys are dating people that have a Leo placement or an Aquarius placement. And that would make a lot of sense because both of you would probably be attracted to Leo and Aquarius people. And actually, you both would probably be attracted to Leo and Aquarius people both. Because your, you know, your Leo placements op- oppose Aquarius. So those are two signs opposite each other. So they're going to have some similar qualities in there. So you might like Leo people. She might like Aquarius people. That's why we like each other. That's why you like each other. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and again, astrology is about everything. Every relationship. Not just romantic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. Cool. 
Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. That was so fun. Thanks yeah. for letting me just, like, ramble on about No, I mean, that was the point. That was the start for tonight. Yeah, that's why we got you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on our episode. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll have you come back when we do... I'm sure we're going to go into astrology at some other point. And there's also, you know, other things you know about, too. I love it. (laughs) Enneagram, Blue Zones, and obviously astrology. What is Blue Zones? Uh, Like the five areas of the world where people live the longest. (gasps) Yeah. I love Italy. Yeah. Castries. Costa Rica. California. Oh, that's cool. Oh, really? Loma Linda, specifically. Not all of California, but... Mm little area well, um, thanks guys thank yeah. you so much all right that was elizabeth oh yeah that was elizabeth oh we'll link oh, her cool. we'll link her her social media in the comments in our description, description. Oh, okay yeah thanks everyone mm-hmm. for having me and if anybody wants a reading um feel free to send me a dm i would love to to help you out there yeah. you go. There you have it. There you have it. Um, don't forget to follow us on social media at Thank You So Much Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And also, guys, we posted about this. We're still looking for ghost so- stories. So if you guys have like a spooky story, it doesn't even have to be a ghost story, but like something as long as weird. It's true. Yeah, something true and weird that is like maybe outside of this world that happened to you and it's unexplainable, do uh, send us an email. Email us, thank you so much, pod at gmail.com. Or you can just DM us. Or DM us. Yeah. But yeah, love you so much. Love you so much. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.